Hi, everybody, and thanks for joining me today um, in Colm Holland's Alchemy Lab. And I know it's been a while, so my apologies in advance, um, but I've been super busy, and I'll explain that in one of my blogs coming up soon. But in the meantime, um, if you're not aware of it by now, you will know pretty soon, especially after you watch this video, um, that I'm co-hosting an event in Glastonbury this year in about five weeks' time in the amazing spiritual town of Glastonbury. And we have a ton of amazing people coming. And if you go to the website alchemistic.com, uh, dot events rather, alchemistic.events, that's why alchemistic with a Y and a Y, um, just check out the link below and you'll, you'll see who's going to be there. But one of the key people that we're absolutely thrilled because he's going to be coming all the way from the United States of America is this young man, David Young. So welcome, David. Um, welcome in advance to England and welcome to this um, session today. And thanks for including us in what is, I believe, going to be your first tour of the United Kingdom. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. So you're going to be performing, and um, again, there's a link below which you can click on to David's website, and um, the, there's also a YouTube link which we, so you can listen to David. David is um, a Grammy-nominated musician. He's had an amazing, successful career, and um, I'm very pleased that he's going to be able to come and join us at Alchemy. But he's not just going to come and share his music. David, what when you when you do your music these days, what 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 is it you actually believe? that you're doing? <laughs> um, well, I, I played two flutes at one time. And when you play two flutes at one time, it create the two instruments create a third note. It's called a triharmonic tone, okay? And it's a frequency. And everything in heaven is based on frequency and vibration. So the two flutes create the same frequency and vibration that people experience when they have a near-death experience or an out-of-body experience. Okay. And did you stumble on this realization or is it something that you set out to create? And, and how long ago, how long have you been doing this? How many years have you been doing this work? Well, I like to eat frosty flakes and I got it on the, the back of the, the cereal box. That's how to do it. No, I'm just kidding. That's, I didn't get it on a cereal box. I just started doing it um, because in 1990, I was, I was 30. I was running out of money. I was living in LA and I was in trouble. I was down on my last hundred dollars and I went down to Venice beach to play my flutes because I was in, in trouble financially and I wasn't making a living as a singer or a guitar player. And I met a woman who played the harp, a Celtic harp at Venice beach. And we made a tape with my last hundred dollars called celestial winds. Hmm. And it 50 copies of that tape. 
and we didn't have the money for a photo session or for color printing. So we had black and white cassette covers, you know, made to fit inside the cassette tapes. And we colored in those black, those black and white covers with crayons and magic markers <laughs> at Kinko's, because in case you're thinking about doing this folks, um, they have free, you can borrow the, the markers and the crayons at Kinko's just in case you're thinking about getting started with it. Okay. And so what would happen was that in the beginning, my partner and I, um, we only knew six songs. And so we would play those same six songs 30 or 40 times a day. Um, and after 20 times, that's called torture to a musician, in case you're wondering. And so during the afternoon, I would get so frustrated because people would walk by me and they, it would be like I was invisible. And they would say, look at that beautiful woman in the beautiful harp. And I'm like the invisible man sitting there. And so during the afternoon, after we played those songs 30 times each, out of absolute boredom, I would pick up a second flute and try to play two of them at one time, and, wow. you know, two sizes, right? And every time I did that, whoever was walking by said, hey, look, there's a guy playing two flutes at one time. And then she was invisible. And that was the only reason why I started to do it, because I was invisible if I didn't play two flutes at one time. I didn't know that this is what spirit was guiding me to do, because years and years later, I would start doing these meditation events. And I would people who had had these near death experiences would experience the light, the tunnel, the whole bit. They when they would come to my events, they would say the closest thing I've ever heard to the sound and the feeling that I had during my near-death experience or during my out-of-body experience is the music that you created here. It's because I'm playing two flutes at one time and it creates that vibration, the same vibration that people feel when they're in heaven. That's amazing. Well, we're thrilled that you're going to be coming, joining us. And um, I wondered if you wanted to say a little bit, I mean, you've been doing these kind of events now for, for years. I mean, you must have done thousands, I would have thought, in the U.S., but this is the first time you're going to be in England um, yeah. and the tour, and you're including us in this. So typically when you begin a session at one of these things, um, what what will a session look like? What What's normally involved in, in that session? Well, the first half hour, 45 minutes, I'm going to tell people stories of what other people have, ex have experienced at my events. So this way, it's going to open their minds because most of the time, you know, our, our mind is like an umbrella. It's most useful when it's open. <laughs> and so it's easier for people to meditate if I can convince them that it's worthwhile to relax their mind yeah. and, and just go into a, a more, more accepting place. It's more, it's more beneficial for themselves. Right. So I tell them stories like, for example, there was a woman in Syracuse, New York. Um, she came on a Friday night. And when the meditation was over, she raised her hand and she said, Martin Luther King appeared to me in my meditation. And he told me that he had work for me to do in two to three days. Now, there were 30 people in the room. Everybody heard her say this and everybody was like, well, did he say anything else? And she said, nope, that's all he said. Okay, that was the end. Well, that was Friday night. And on Monday morning, she posted on my Facebook page that her boss called her into his office on Monday morning and put her in charge of the Martin Luther King Fund at their company. And she 
didn't know there was a Martin Luther King fund at their company. <laughs> now, do you know what that's called? Yeah, I do. Do you want you tell us, though? Because <laughs> you tell us. Yeah. What that's called is normal. Normal. Yeah. Because I did 509 meditation events called a portal between heaven and earth between 2014 and when and when COVID started. And every night, more than half of the people at my events shared an experience like that. Or they reconnected with one of their own loved ones or connected with one of the goddesses like Mother Mary or Kuan Yin or Isis, the Egyptian goddess, um, or Mary Magdalene, um, or Jesus, Buddha, Moses, Krishna. They're all friends. They're all on one team. It looks down here in the physical world like they're in competition, which is actually comical, you know. Um, they're not in competition. They're actually on the same team. Uh, they're all working together, trying to make things better. Absolutely. And we should tell everybody, my regular viewers on this podcast, we should actually tell everybody, and I've only ever confessed this once, so um, only viewers of this podcast know this, David. But um, the one thing that you and I do have in common is that we share a spirit guide in the form of the none other than the Beatle George Harrison. Um, and I got a few people making comments to me back, but um, I thought that was abnormal. But since I've met you, which has only been very briefly, I now am now going to start using the word normal. So my experience of George um, is normal. Do you want to just tell us a little bit, because of, of all the appearances and on all of the um, experiences that people have, it seems like he's the one that comes through the most. Is that right? Well, when, when you say he's the one who comes through the most, I don't know if who you're comparing him to. Okay. You know? uh, at your sessions, at your, you know, in yeah. your, yeah. Well, so I, I did write a book about my experiences with George from 2010 to 2013, and the book is called Channeling Harrison. Uh, the book came out in 2014, and the audiobook is being made right now, and hopefully by the time we get to England, the audiobook of Channeling Harrison will be done. I made the soundtrack music of the audiobook under my narration with Clifford Carter. Uh, he's the piano player with James Taylor for 12 years, as well as... <laughs> Garfunkel and Cindy Lauper. He's an incredible musician. We've made the soundtrack together and um, it's been great after 12, you know, this experience started 12 years ago. And now is when I'm making the audiobook when I, before I'm coming to England and um, George and John appeared to hundreds of people at my events. Um, and when, when I did the first tour in 2014, promoting channeling Harrison, that was the name of the book. Um, there would be channelers who would be in the audience who would raise their hand after the meditation and they would say, well, I can see George standing on your left, but I don't understand why John Lennon is standing on your right if his name is not in the brochure and there's nothing in the advertisement that said he was here. <laughs> <laughs> can't tell you how many times I heard that. That's and, crazy. You know, after, a while, after a while, you hear that so many times and it starts to sound normal. normal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because in the beginning, when you start hearing things that are outside of your comfort zone or outside of your realm of what is, you know, what's normal to you, you know, or what's logical to you, every cha channel or every psychic knows that you are going to get messages from spirit 
that are not going to be logical. They're not going to sound normal. Yeah. Because they're coming from a place that's above logic. You know, 500 years ago, it was logical for everybody to believe that the world was flat. If you actually said the world was round, that's what happened to Galileo. Yeah. You know, but we all know now, 500 years later, that the world is not flat because we've got cameras in space and we're sure that the world is not flat. We have proof that the world is not flat. But the same way, there's something that happened about 75 years ago that really, really changed life on Earth. Because before 75 years ago, if somebody had a heart attack or a serious accident, if they died, that was it. They died. But 75 years ago, they, they developed those electric pads that can bring people back when they've yep. had a heart or when their heart has stopped. Yep. Okay. And those electric powerful pads 75 years ago started saving many, many, many people who would ordinarily would have died. Yep. So now you have over 20 million Americans who over the last 40 years have had a near-death experience that was documented in their medical records because when they woke up in a hospital from their near-death experience, the first person they spoke to was their nurse or their doctor. And so they shared their entire spiritual experience of their near-death experience, their NDE, with their nurse or their doctor, and it became part of their medical records. That means there's 20 million medical records of people who have been to the other side of life. If you look at like an hourglass, if the bottom part of the hourglass is the physical world and the top part of the hourglass is the, the heavenly world, we go back and forth from the physical world to the heavenly world. But what people don't realize is that we can communicate with our loved ones. There's nobody stopping us. That's amazing. Um, David, we're, we're thrilled. Um, what else are you doing when you're um, in the UK? Uh, you, you're going to Mind Body Spirit Festival, is that right? Yeah. Before, yeah. Before Glastonbury. I'm going to try to find somebody to play ping pong against. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, well, um, please keep in touch as well on, on the other things that you're doing during your time in Britain, because um, we'll be more than happy to promote those as well. Because not everybody's going to make it to Glastonbury. Um, we've only got a limited number of seats anyway, but um, we'd love as many people as possible to be able to experience you, experience mm -hmm. your your inner wisdom and your music, um, because that's one of the main ways in which you communicate as well. And um, we, we can't wait. Um, only five weeks to go. Uh, we can't yeah. wait to see you here. Uh, very much looking forward to it. Uh, again, everybody, if you would like to meet David, and you've got the opportunity on the 5th and 6th of November to come to Glastonbury, then you are most welcome. We would love to see you. And maybe that's what Spirit wants you to do, is to come to Glastonbury. So um, check on the link below, alchemistic.events, and we'd love to see you there. David, um, safe journey to Britain, and we, um, we'll, we'll share some really great times together, I'm sure, when you're here. Looking forward to it. Blessings.